What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 108 of the Workprints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, being joined by the greatest co-host in the whole world, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Um, you are, you are a drug dealer. You push pills. <laughs> you push cards on everyone around you you should be ashamed of yourself mister. you are a grown man who can make his own decisions and being joining us uh in the third chair this week is and first time in person on camera on yeah, yeah well for the podcast we did do that for one sure, uh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah straight is ng what's up ng what's up yeah you, i i agree with Bilal. you you gotta stop pushing that kind of stuff man that's deadly listen, that's horrible listen. All I said was, hey, I'm getting into this. If you guys would like to join me down the rabbit hole, more than welcome to. And uh, hey, hey, guys, you want to play this card game with me? <laughs> hey, hey, Bilal, this is on sale. All right, we're, so we'll go ahead and get right into it. Uh, New York Comic Con was this past weekend, and you guys had the pleasure of going out there for the site. And you guys stumbled across the TCG area, which I believe was being presented by Jasco Games and the My Hero Academia card game, correct? I believe uh, so. If that's yeah. what the official name of this drug is called, then yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's the funny thing is that I, if uh, for those of you who have been uh, watching, I tend to open up a pack during the pre-show lately. Uh, I also started a TikTok that so far the only content on there has been me opening packs. And listen, if you're not watching my if you're not watching my TikToks and you like uh, the ASMR involved with pack openings, the most will be the sound. That's the best part, in my opinion. And mine are mwah, chef's kiss when it comes to that. But uh, you guys have actually got to play a game before I even have because I haven't had anybody to play with. So why don't you guys tell me what that was like? Um, I'll, I'll let Bilal go first. All right. So I I show up. Uh, I had. I was doing something that morning. I think I might have been buying something on the show floor. I come down to the tabletop area, which is new to uh, New York Comic Con. Fantastic area. Like, uh, if you've been to Comic Con in the past, uh, especially in New York, you'll know one of the biggest complaints that most folks can have is like, hey, there's nowhere to sit or just like catch your breath. And the tabletop area is perfect for that. There's so much room. There's tons of board games to, to try out. They even had tournaments. Uh, we did a King of Tokyo tournament, uh, which NG ended up winning. Uh, Who'd you play? Uh, I mean, not that not that it matters. It's just that I I, I, I I'm a, a big fan of the Cyber Space Bunny Penguin, right? and so I played Space Penguin. Both yeah. Games. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there was only like what was it? There was seven people that signed hey, up in total. Hey, hey, hey! Don't 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 try and downplay <laughs> no, me listen. winning the tournament. All right. <laughs> was it was it traditional King of Tokyo or was it the the newer? Uh, traditional, I think. Traditional. I okay, so so yeah. two locations. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was broken yeah. up into four and three. Um, four and three. Okay, got so, it. So we only used one location. One location on each. Yep, got it. Yeah. I love that game, by the way. I think that's one of those games that's like uh, a, an easy intro to the different types of games that are out there <laughs> for 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 people. And I, I, I will say, yeah. I lucked out a lot. So after their side with the three the, mm -hmm. the person won i won on the side with the four then it was heads up one versus one and okay. they got, got down to the wire basically i stayed in tokyo and i was down to five health five health mm -hmm. the other guy rolls actually i think one fist 
and his first roll saves it. Second roll, four more fists comes out. But he decides to only keep four fists and re-rolls the dice again. The person that was watching us was like, what are you doing? Ah!" And then I was like, I didn't say anything. I was like, yeah, of course. Why would you say anything? Exactly. So he re-rolled and I'm like, okay, I I didn't stop you. I didn't say whatever. He chose to do that. And then it got down to either, we had two more turns. I needed to get one more point. Mm-hmm. Or he rolls one fist in mm-hmm. six rolls. I lucked out. He did not, and then I wound up taking it. That's awesome. One one oh one King of Tokyo is kind of rough, right? Because then there's none of the like, do I stay in Tokyo? Do I leave? Because why would yep. you? I guess you would leave because you could heal, but yeah. still you're taking the same amount of damage no matter what. And so, exactly. Um, and from a point perspective, like that's yeah, I can right. Shoot for that victory point. Yeah. yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Uh, no, but sorry, continue. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah. I, I, I come back down to the TCG area to catch up with my wife, and what do I find? Angie playing a card game with my wife, and I'm just like, I'm just like blown away because I'm like, what is happening here? My wife is enjoying a card game, and there's someone there demoing the game for them, and uh, they're playing. I was like, I was like, oh, this looks cool, and then they got like. They got like the promo packs, and I was like, I want a promo pack. <laughs> uh, and so I, I think I had uh, some appointments to run to, so I was like, I'll come back later and uh, and play. Uh, so uh, me and my buddy Ergen uh, ended up coming back, and we played like two games. Uh, then Angie, then Ergen went off with his wife, and then Angie came, and I think we played two matches. Um, <laughs> And it was a great time. It's a little bit convoluted in the beginning when they're first teaching you, yeah. uh, because there's a there's a lot. And let me share my screen here. So if you're on the stream, you'll have an idea of what the hell I'm talking about. So the, the the part of the reason that's convoluted is because there's in your individual turn when yeah. you're when you have priority, there is a lot of like back and forth, back and forth mm-hmm. until your yeah. turn is finally over, right? Yeah. Until, until you both pass. Uh, yeah. Until you're both like, yeah, I'm done. And you could just sit yeah. there and enhance cards. Yep. Uh, so I was playing with like the Bakugo deck. And mm-hmm. uh, I, Ergen and Angie both played with uh, the Deku deck. And I think what I really liked about this game was that the character decks really spoke to the characters. Like, especially with this two-player starter set. Like, Bakugo was just destructive. Like, when I won my first match, it was bit, it was me burning my foundation, which like if you played Magic is you can and I think Ng put it best was like that's your mana, um, essentially you're using that to like use your abilities or attack or build your foundation, which mm-hmm. is kind of acts as your like your natural resource uh, to pull all this stuff off, and it's- like yeah, so like I. Uh, Bakugo has an ability where like you can just you enhance uh, him and he destroys uh, he destroys one of his foundations and I think it adds like one or two to his attack and uh, I just burnt like seven of them and had like 14 damage and it just wiped out um, my, so, my friend and it was just like uh, he's like I, I can't defend against it. Yeah so we wouldn't I mean there's no yeah. way we would be able to explain how this game is actually played on this yeah. podcast you would have to first off you, sure. it would it would take us you know 25 plus minutes and you'd have to actually watch us doing it at the same time yeah but one of the things i think that's unique about this game versus say a uh, magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, which are the uh, honestly the only two tcgs that i have any experience actually playing is that uh 
this game ramps up like there is very much a snowball effect and it goes from it's over quickly like these games seem to seem to to be done in in a handful of turns because you do get to the point where you are able to do massive damage in just the with a one turn yeah and, and so uh and i find I that super super interesting it definitely is so i've i've actually played a lot of tcgs in my time i have a lot of experience with tcgs and what Bilal left out was... I was going to get to I, it. I, I'm, I, well, no, no, no. I'm glad I, uh, uh, he didn't say it because, like, <laughs> you guys actually don't know this. Is So I was playing Bilal's wife, Malia, and we were just playing, uh, joking around and whatnot. And then they actually had a photo op. So Malia had to leave. So I wind up playing the demo guy, and I wound up beating the demo guy. <laughs> so it was a really cool game. The there's the foundation's really cool and there's a lot of variety, which I think is really cool. Like each character you could build three different types of decks, you could yep. play them entirely differently. That I think is really cool. But the downside of that, you gotta collect a boatload of cards. Yeah. If you wanna build any other decks. But um it's rudimentary but also complex is the best way I would explain it, right? Um first turn, like I already kind of built up a strategy, and when I played Bilal, Bilal was like, wait, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> because first turn, I just built, like, a massive foundation, and right. I think Bilal built, like, two cards, and I was like, nah. <laughs> keep going, yeah. keep going, keep going. Yeah. And, and I think when I was playing Ergen, I real like, I was able to have him commit all his uh, foundation so he had nothing to block with at, at a certain point, and that's when I was able to go in. When I was playing NG and NG just kind of built all this foundation out, I was like, there's no way I can get him to tap all that and the ones that he does have remove three damage. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why is this happening to me now? No, so so I, don't, I don't think Bilal realized that. Then he's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to attack NG for like 14 or some crazy amount. And I'm like, yeah. bonds of friendship minus three. Bonds of friendship minus three. Yeah. So with all this said, we're not we're not gonna play with you, Rob. It's just gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I was very very tempted, and then Bilal was like, "Hey, if you don't want your cards, can I have them?" And I'm like, "Take them, take them, take them, take them." Well, as like I told Bilal, the uh, the starter rival deck from set one is currently on sale as part of the Prime Early Access, and so. Uh, I mean, if you which, just, en which ends at midnight, started. so if you want to just grab it, NG, yeah, twenty yep. bucks, and then we can play. Bucks. We can play right, and that comes with two full decks to get you started. Yeah, and uh, then comes uh, with a deck. You know, I'm actually deck. like on my phone looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you guys are fucking lying to me. Oh, um, no, no, uh, I, I think, did you post it in the general chat or did you send it directly to me? No, I sent uh, it. I sent it directly to you. Uh, oh no, so wait, did I put it in general chat? I, I don't know. Let's. let's oh, no, no, you sent it directly to me. So let's just correct this. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Error. Stop. Stop. Uh, no, no. Oh no. Oh no. It's, it's there. But no. Now. So so we have a way. We have a way to kind of do things uh, digitally as well and actually stream it. So there's mm -hmm. two ways we can go about this. We do want to play on the site at some point and here on the channel. And so we could either have our physical decks and actually like play. Because I've seen people play that way. Um, and that I would love to play that way if we can get it set up that way. Um, and then the alternative is we could play the tabletop simulator version and then we could decide whether we want to play whatever's available or want to play decks based on cards that we've actually collected as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we'll, 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 figure, we'll figure that out. All right. 
I also checked out the One Piece TCG. I'm not gonna say too much about it. Besides, uh, I've already pre-ordered two booster boxes <laughs> and uh, all the starter decks. Because uh, uh-huh. I was like, I was like, I have to make a decision. I can't get into both because Lorcana's gonna come. Uh, but I, I'm a big One Piece fan. I love the cards and like they had like the wall of like all the cards that they're gonna release for mm-hmm. their first wave. And I was like, I want all these. So uh, I made my decision. Um, uh, Rob, question for you. You pre-ordered yeah. your Wave 3 for My Hero. I did. Um, how, it, did you just go to, like, any site that was, like, selling them? Or, like, what was your uh, approach? Because when I was looking for the first Wave for One Piece or Booster Boxes last week, mm-hmm. I could find multiple sites. When I went this week, all of them were, like, sold out. And yes. I had to find some place in Maryland to ship it to me. So I almost did that. And then I was just like, before I do this, let me just go on Amazon, type in set three display box or whatever it is, booster mm-hmm. box. And Amazon sold and shipped from Amazon actually had a listing pre-order. Um, okay. I tried Amazon. I didn't see anything for one piece yeah. just yet. And so. and so, yeah, so they have it up there now. And so I went, I went through them. Uh, well, you know, that's because that is part of my problem. So I was a little bit nervous because I bought both of my other boxes off Amazon. And that first booster box the first couple packs i opened up for them had like amazing pulls and i was like mm, this is just some like did i get robbed like is this too good to be true is this some knockoff like fake and then the rest of my boosters were rares and 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 not great on comments so i was like okay no all is right <laughs> all is right with their own um, i've only bought one booster box in my life and that was during covid i got one of the new pokemon tcg boxes mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna get I'm going to get some really nice alternate art one. And then I opened them and I was just like a regular rare. So, (laughs) so I will say that, I mean, and this podcast has now turned into a TCG podcast, but I will say that I think what helps with, with the pulling and opening of packs and not getting what you're looking for is if you're going to be playing the game, right? Like even with Lorcana, like granted, if I get some like ultra rare hollow, that's going in the, the portfolio double sleeve, right? But uh, most of the cards, like, I, I want to build decks. I want to play with these cards. I kind of miss uh, playing TCGs. Uh, this is a little, although I think I've talked about it on podcasts before, but one of my dark nerd secrets in high school that not many people knew about except an inner circle is that we were hardcore collecting and playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, like, after football practice, we would meet up and uh, go to a friend's house and we would play. And we used to actually play for cards. We would pick cards on the line. And then play against each other and stuff like that. And so uh, I, I I miss that, you know. So Granted, it was like it was like Fast and the Furious, but instead of playing playing pink for slips, pink slips you're yes, playing right. for uh, <laughs> dark, dark magicians. magicians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so not uh, my dark magician girl. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to get back into that. And I, I've talked to my buddies, and and we do live in a time where like webcam resolution is so good that we yeah. could set up and just have it play on discord uh, and, and play against each other and stuff like that and so uh no i'm 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 excited to kind of get back into this hobby and obviously with me getting into the board game it was just a, a natural for me to step over to this as well I, I just know next year there's gonna be some point where my wife is walking in and it's just gonna be me adjusting a camera onto a desk <laughs> and just being like but like and setting up lorcana cards on uh-huh. and just being like be like I, i'm not crazy i promise <laughs> um yeah man i don't know man i might go full out just to completely role play and do a mickey mouse voice the whole time we play uh lorcana for the very first stream I, i'm not uh, gonna lie like 
this is my first time hearing about Lorcana. I I am not up to know. Oh, 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 let me tell you about the most beautiful TCG that has yet to arrive. <laughs> the artwork is gorgeous on these cards. All right, let's uh let's let's keep it moving let's get into what this show is actually about <laughs> and uh video games i'll go first because my list is the sh actually my list might technically not be the shortest it might be tied for the shortest as far as actual video games are concerned um oh i guess not. all right so i have been playing overwatch 2 now below so, I know so, you so have i <laughs> um it's it's very exciting uh you load into the screen and they give you a number and then you look at that number and you hope one day that number goes down. <laughs> uh, so then you can get be closer. Uh, I have not seen that number change. I have essentially given up. But uh, we used to say it back when the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came you, out. We is, were playing lobby. We were playing lobby. and But like this time, Blizzard has taken it one step even closer than like reaching the lobby. We're playing title screen. <laughs> Pre lobby, okay. pre lobby, pre lobby. Okay, all right. So yes, did it have the best launch? No. Was there a queue for way more days than there should have been a queue? Yes. Is there still a queue sometimes today? <laughs> yes. But it does. You do get in now. They. It seems like they have uh, fixed some of their server problems. It, it, the game itself is still having issues here and there. I know. Uh, a couple nights ago, I tried to get on after an update and all the characters that i had unlocked uh a third of them were no were locked again and so uh so, yeah so exp explain the unlocking for me so like you played a lot okay. of overwatch one are yes. your characters unlocked already or okay. are they are they so, just locked from the get -go? so the game launched and there was something wrong with the account merge process mm -hmm. where it didn't actually so first off if you didn't merge your accounts beforehand you were supposed to get prompted on console to merge your accounts. It's literally just like a pop-up prompt pops up and then you hit two buttons. It hits you in an account merge queue, right? Which is done on the backside. You don't worry about it. It's just saying, hey, now that you've done this, we're going to move your stuff over. So it never, second, it, so it, second, yeah, second queue. <laughs> so it never, it wasn't prompting that on consoles for most people. Okay. So I got into the game and all my characters were locked outside of one or two or, uh, you know, a, a few and for the new player experience, which many articles have been written about, you unlock the original characters by playing matches. And you have to play something like 110 matches to unlock all the characters. Blah and I talked about this. 110 matches, while sounds like a lot, really not that much in the grand scheme of things when you think free-to-play games and what it no. takes to unlock characters for free. That being said, I shouldn't have had to do that because everybody who owns it, uh, the original, would get all of the original characters plus the newer characters minus Kiriko who is the newest character in this season's Battle Pass. Um, eventually, that did pop up. I think, uh, the, if not the next day, the day after launch, that did pop up. It did merge. I have all my characters now from the original uh, Overwatch. I actually have all the characters because I got the Battle Pass. Um, and I, listen, I was listening to a podcast earlier today. I think it actually was Jeff Gersman podcast. And he said, this should have just been called Overwatch 2.0. I agree. I think if you call it Overwatch 2.0 instead of Overwatch 2, that better represents what is here. I think going from six-man teams to five-man teams is a drastic change in the scheme of Overwatch because not having two tanks there changes the way that team fights feel. First off, team fights are much faster. Second, characters like Tracer and, and Sombra and even Reaper to a degree, characters that uh, excel at flanking, right? Now having a 
a, core, uh, a, a fifth of your team out of the team fight for a little bit of time while they try to flank does now impact those team fights, right? And so uh, I also, I'm a big fan of the new game mode push that they added. Uh, I like it better than, than two point, which is what they took out of rank. And, uh, but at the end of the day, it's still, even with the character reworks and stuff like that, it is still Overwatch. It just feels like a modernized, updated version of Overwatch. Overwatch. Like I, no boxes now. I, yeah, I am all for all the changes that they've made gameplay-wise, actually, uh, in this game and all the reworks they've done from characters. I do think that this is a much, much better game, and it really is a shame that it's been marred by such a rocky, like, a disastrous launch, you know? Yeah. Um, that being said, I, I do think that... I, this game has me hooked again, like it did when it when Overwatch One first originally launched, and I have found myself um, playing it in the competitive uh, ranked queue, uh, even just playing quick play, trying different heroes, trying to figure out what the current meta is, and, and trying to learn how to play these different characters properly. And one of the things I'm doing more than I did in the past Overwatch is I am switching mid match based on the characters that other team has picked, like. There have been so many situations where I've come out with, say, a Fara, and I am dominating the early part of the match, and then they've made a switch to a hit scan character like uh, Soldier 76 or Sojourn. And so now I'm less effective up in the air because they have better ways of dealing with me, so I am now switching off and playing a different character. Or I'm playing Genji, and it turns out they have a Symmetra and a Zarya and a Moira, right? So they have characters that have lasers. I can't reflect those. That takes out part of my kit. I now I'm switching over to a 76 or something like that. So um, there is nothing quite like Overwatch right now. You know, nothing that, you know, when Overwatch first came out, Team Fortress 2 still had kind of a foothold and a, and a footing. Uh, as far as, especially as far as console is concerned, there's just, there's just nothing else that replicates this uh, gameplay unless you count Paladins, which is, you know, high res is knockoff or whatever but yeah uh i i, I really am in, enjoying it quite a bit I, I granted of course just like everybody else i wish it didn't have the the launch issues it did but once we've gotten into the matches that we've gotten into me and my friends have been having a blast um and i'm excited to see you know what new characters come out especially since they're talking about releasing characters way more frequently um <laughs> At a multiverses level or like no, uh, no, League more, of Legends level? <laughs> no, at a Apex Legends level, okay. I think. Once a season. Yeah, and a season lasting a few months, right? Yeah. So you're talking maybe two or th three characters, three or four characters a year. Um, and I think two to three characters a year is, is a great number. And so um, it does need more maps. I will say that the fact that this game only has a couple new maps is still mostly the old maps i think that's kind of what's lending to the feeling of like oh this is just more overwatch um i uh, but i will say like i said i'm having a good time just trying to you know figure out how the different characters work this time around and and playing characters that honestly i didn't play before because i dropped off original overwatch before some of these characters had even come out like uh, yeah i dropped off before i think any new character came out yeah right yeah same um and so, yeah, I, I, I'm having a good time. And I, if you guys want to play, I'm always I'm Yeah, it's always cross down. Play. It's cross play now um, yes. as mm -hmm. well. And free to play, which makes it nice and easy to get in and oh. out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Definitely. I did not know it was free to play. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 
but you know, you need you need the battle pass if you want to play with friends. You know, just so you <laughs> no, know, you that's not true. That is not and true. Then, that and, is then, not and then true. you need to buy the booster box. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the booster box thing is true. Oh yeah, uh, that, yeah. that's true. Okay, yeah. got, it, got it, got it, got it, got it. But <laughs> honestly, that's that's the only thing new that I've been playing. Uh, I I've been I dabbled in a little bit of Destiny, uh, but mostly I was helping a friend catch up to where I am, and obviously the old faithfuls like swing oh. and stuff. Uh, so how many folks do we have up to Beyond Light now? Uh, I think everybody is at Beyond Light now okay. at this point. And awesome. so uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get through that soon. And then uh, honestly, it's just a matter of timing. Cause I still, we still want to do a raid. It's just getting us all together. Yeah, no, um, just, just let me know. Uh, I can walk you guys through um, yep. anytime. Uh, yeah, just a quick Destiny update from my end. I've done... Uh, the season story has completed. There might be like an end of season mission. There's a still a few weeks left. Um, kind of not a great narrative through line for season of plunder for Destiny 2. It's kind of just like week after week was like, go do an expedition now, go kill this pirate boss, which is just like a three minute mission uh, with no challenge whatsoever. And then they like kind of like drip feed some character backstory. Um, so it, that was a bit disappointing, but, uh, you know, I've been raiding, I've completed, uh, now all the raids that have been available. I haven't done the Walter Glass remake, but I, we did that in Destiny 1 a bajillion right. times, but, um, there's some, like, the Vow of the Disciple, the one that came with, uh, Shadowkeep, what a raid with mechanics, man. It's, honestly, it's really cool. Um, and I, so the Destiny 2 raids have an exotic tied to them, which is, like, random drop uh upon completion and for valid disciple i got it on my first clear so i was very happy that i don't have to run that uh too much anymore uh, so, so that's good uh they also did uh, announce for their halloween event um they just tweeted or posted on socials their uh what the armor looks like so they had a poll earlier this year it was like either mechs or monsters and apparently the community chose mechs so the titan has like a gundam looking armor which looks really cool uh that you can earn by playing like the festival of the lost uh quest line whatever that ends up being so i'm really excited to check that out but destiny 2 still seems to be my game that i just like jump back into just do my weekly like pentacles uh having a good time with that so they're rapping I am. Oh no! Did we lose? Did we lose Bilal yeah, that, for the call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, All I right. Well, we... hopefully the audio podcast is 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 still recording. Yep, it looks we're, like we're, it we're is. We're <laughs> we're fine. Yeah. Okay. Dad, Discord just was like goodbye. Yep. Uh, there. Um, yeah, All right. No, well, otherwise technical it's, difficulties. It's, it's, yes. Otherwise, it's, it it's been it's been good. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, I at New York Comic Con. Uh, it was very anime heavy this year, uh, which was nice for the most part. But one of the things that they did bring to the show was uh, One Piece Odyssey, the JRPG uh, One Piece take. And yeah. there was a, a good like 15 minute demo on the floor. Um, not that many video games at Comic Con. Outside of Dragon Ball Breakers and One Piece Odyssey, I didn't see much of anything else uh, for like early hands on previews. Um, yeah. Personally, I was a bit disappointed at Comic Con this year. It was, it definitely felt very much, uh, very merch heavy, mm -hmm. um, versus experiences and whatnot. The panels were still good. Um, I actually think wait the wait for panels wasn't as bad as prior years, but in regards to the show floor, yeah, 
kind of iffy, but that tabletop section, I think that's what sold me then. I think I, I'm going to try and get to PAX Unplugged because of that section. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so like, at, at, like normally there's like Capcom, there's Square Enix, uh, you might have some so- sort of Sony. There's nothing outside of Bandai Namco. Uh, and so like they had, one, they brought One Piece Odyssey, which I was very excited uh, to check out. And it, like, uh, just quick and dirty on it, uh, combat and, like, the, the feel really remind me of P- Persona. Like, there is, like, a weapons triangle. You have your entire pirate crew with you in, in the fights, and you can swap them out in the battle. Uh, there is, like, area of effect uh, for some abilities. So you can, like, use one of Luffy's skills, and you can hit, like, three enemies at once, uh, either that are close, or you can uh, target uh, far enemies. Um, the humor uh, and the the dialogue feel right like they're out of the show or, or manga. Um, I I'm very impressed. They, these are running off like PS4 Pro dev kits. Uh, the games still look pretty neat um, with what was there. Uh, I yeah, I, it just made me more excited for January for when this fully comes out. Very Dragon Quest esque in terms of just like uh, over over. Uh, like the field view, like walking around, finding enemies. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited for a One Piece Odyssey. Nice. Uh, and and Angie, what about you? What have you been playing? Um, so obviously it was very Comic-Con heavy, as we were saying, but what was also cool was they had free-to-play arcade cabinets there. And I definitely had my fair share. Um, personal favorite of mine, Rhythm Games, uh, there's this game called, it's a drum game, I believe it's called Taiko no Tatsujin, and basically you're playing like a Japanese drummer, it's just good times, rhythm games are always fun. The most interesting one that we played, or I played, you're uh, on a scooter, and you have to pedal on, it's Mario Kart <laughs> yes. meets scooter meets physical actual pumping of the scooter and... it was a very weird game but it was very funny to watch ng just swe- <laughs> literally sweat as he was playing this game that's awesome like like where the brake normally is like on a razor scooter like that's what you yeah. have to continually you press to... to keep pumping yeah. it as like the accelerator um and then also they had some fighting games my personal favorite fighting game for a while Street Fighter Third Strike brought back so many memories. Just fun to play. It it made me sad though because I tried to sign up for the closed beta for Street Fighter Six. Did not get in. I've been watching all the content. I yeah, I've been. Jealous. I am super jealous as well. I've been watching a lot of streamers uh, playing that game, and uh, I I am very excited for it. I I, I wait. Yeah, I don't think I've been this excited for uh, Street Fighter since. I guess since four, but even then yeah. I wasn't excited as excited for four as I am now for. I, I definitely think the hype so. around six is way higher than four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and that character creator stuff that came out. Oh was my god! Haunting, <laughs> just penis men <laughs> and this broken body proportions. Um. All right. Well, that wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. Wait, there's a se- there's a section right before the news. Oh, I did not oh. see this on the doc. All right, Bilal, yeah. surprise announcement. What's so, up, Bill? So you guys know me. Um, I, we do. No, I don't know I, you. Who are you? 
<laughs> I, I like to buy things. I have lots of techie things. Like, I just got the Steam Deck. I got that Razer desk that I've been waiting to fully set up. I did get one other thing that I'm really excited to get into. Secret. Secret Labs. This is my Stadia Founders Edition. Oh, my uh, God. This is I, the bit. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't wait to really get into Stadia. This, I can't um, believe this is. I can't believe this is the bit that we're we're, we're we you, it, inter- it you comes, interrupted it, the flow of the podcast. It, it comes with a Stadia controller and uh, Google Chromecast Ultra. Uh, you, yeah, I'm I'm about to open it. I mean, uh, like, I I want to use this technology. Like Google promised, <laughs> Google promised that they would not quit on this. They would uh, su- they would support this. Great technology. It looks so promising. You could stream while playing with no effect to performance. Like, and you have get to play with this bad boy of a controller. A Wi-Fi actually, controller, which actually legitimately feels great, but unfortunately doesn't work with like anything else. So, uh, yeah. All right. Listen, that whole bit was because the the first article that we had on here was that Google shut it down Stadia. Wait, there's not, what, what, what are you talking about? There's not, there's not uh, much. Are, are, are you telling me Phil Harrison lied to me? <laughs> there's not, there's not much to say about this outside of the fact that the service will be shut down on January 2023. I think the more, the more interesting newsworthy stuff is the fact that there's a ton of developers that were developing for uh, Stadia that apparently were not told and found out <laughs> at the same time all of us did, uh, I, I which mean, is I, super, super messed up. What about so. me, Rob? Someone that bought this Google Stadia Founders Edition. So, when, so when did you buy that? At lunch. <laughs> yeah, he's had it. He's had it forever. So, uh, I, uh, here's the reason I never opened it. I didn't need to open it because uh, I was yes, never gonna yes. use the Chrome. I was never gonna use uh, the Chromecast. Uh, uh, I used it in the browser or off my phone. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, I just uh, never opened it. So they are refunding everybody who purchased one as long as you can show that you purchased it. Now, if you purchased it directly through the Google Play Store, they're going to automatically refund uh, those people. There's nothing more that they have to do. I I will say that I went and checked my account because I'm like, hey, I have a Stadia. I have the Stadia like founders pack that came with that Chromecast Max or whatever it was. Wait, wait, uh, you you also got the founders edition? Yeah, I think it was a Founders Edition. No, we, might, are su- it, we are suckers. Might, well, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. I did not uh, get the Founders Edition. <laughs> maybe, maybe I didn't get the Founders Edition. Because here's the thing. is I looked at my account, and it turns out that I somehow got mine through a promotion. And so mine was completely free. There, oh, yeah. And there so, was something where it's like you bought like Cyberpunk or something, and you got it free. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what it, it, it was. But yes, I ended up getting it. Oh, mm, yeah, I don't remember. But yes, I ended up getting it for free. So now I have this plastic controller that honestly I think feels pretty good for a controller that doesn't have uh, off-access thumbsticks, which normally I hate. But uh, it's pretty much useless for anything else. It does not play well with PC on its own. It does not play well with uh, cell phones. It's just, I don't know. I, 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 I was like doing spring cleaning the other day. and Or spring cleaning, fall cleaning. I don't know. I was cleaning up. And I, my wife is like, oh, what do you want to do with this? And I was like, I guess hold on to it. I mean, they literally just announced that they were killing this thing. And so, uh, and it doesn't work with anything else, but it feels weird to throw out this like weird piece of video game history now. Yeah, Um, it's it's funny because like those controllers have Bluetooth 
uh, a Bluetooth chip mm -hmm. in them, but it's mm -hmm. never been activated. Nope. And people are like, please activate it before you shut the service down. Yep. Um, I oh, will say that... Why? I, I, Who does need to do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not going to. Yeah. They're just going to contribute to the plastic waste yep. in this world. Um, I will say this about the service. Uh, I thought Stadia was absolutely fantastic. I actually recently just bought the Destiny all the, and all its expansions on Stadia just as a way to play on the go um, <laughs> to do things. And, like, like, and I played through all of Immortals Phoenix Riding. Mm -hmm. Like, 75% of it was on Stadia. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think we talked about it at the time yeah. of uh, when it released, because around that same time, Microsoft was already testing out its cloud streaming and stuff like that. And it really does feel like that where the tech is now, that cloud sh streaming has to be uh, in addition to an existing service and not yeah. its service on its own. Yeah. Just, the sales model just did not make sense for Stadia. Right. Like, I don't want to, like, for Destiny 2 was, the, was just like, the excuse uh, but like i don't want to buy a streaming game because like the service will not always be smooth especially for like a first person yep. shooter sometimes you, i just need to go and collect bounties or a mod or something like that yep. but um for action games rpgs yeah great but no it should be something like luna where you have this library and you're just subscribed to access those games yeah uh, or i, I mean it worked better or the exactly the, the way xbox does it right i have this game that yeah. i can play locally on my console then when i'm on the go i don't have to drag my console around i can continue my progress right there right yep and so it becomes a, a value add instead of a standalone product and i i think that is absolutely the way right now for this to be i do think there's a future where a standalone service could make it but it's just not yet you know the infrastructure is just not there across states across yeah. the world um, so this is not surprising, especially given Google's propensity and uh, track record of canceling things um, <laughs> fairly quickly into their, their life cycle. Now on to real news. Cyberpunk 2077 sequel Project Orion confirmed by CD Projekt Red. Now CD Projekt Red came out here and they were like, hey, guess what? We're, uh, we're going to do a sequel, Cyberpunk. All you guys love in that Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which is fantastic, by the way. All you people uh, loving that show, we're, we're having a sequel. And while we're going to announce a sequel, we're also going to tell you about the 12 new Witcher games we have coming <laughs> and this new IP that we're not going to tell you anything about outside of its codename. Um, so the, the four, I, th I think in total, it's six Witcher games. Like, it's a yeah. new trilogy. And so it's a new trilogy and then... And then, no, five, right? Because it's a new trilogy and then and two spinoffs. Yeah, two yes. spinoffs yeah. from other studios. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. It's just a lot of gaming. But, like, he, he, so here's how I would like this. If, if I were CD Projekt Red, I would do this. Mm -hmm. um, you do... Like, like, The Witcher it is... Witcher 3 has this enormous, con like, world map. Uh, mm -hmm. If I were them... I would just build this like in Unreal Engine five. Uh, I, I'm not sure if they said they're using UE five or not. They, I believe they did say that they're using UE five. Yeah. Just build it. Yeah. Use it in UE five. Craft the story in that world, and then like the two expansions, maybe add maybe a new location or something. But like use that same location and just add a different story. Like just make it a true expansion. Uh, I just find it really weird that consoles don't. T tend to do expansions in exist with existing assets as much anymore. Well, yeah. my my biggest fear on this is just 
how far are they stretching themselves and will they be able to make all these release dates right we're talking what like seven games in total and given even just with post-covid times how many times did uh that one game get delayed cyberpunk. already which what? one cyberpunk what? got delayed well not even cyberpunk it was a recent uh what was it, it was on actually the prior podcast that you guys talked about something got pushed back yet again Forspoken. Ah, uh, God. No, God. I know. I know. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like I can remember talking about just uh, this disastrous uh, development. Regardless, regardless, it's more one of those things that's like, hey, guys. I Skull and Bones. <laughs> there you go. What? Which game? Sk- Skull and Bones. Oh, Skull yeah. and Bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So now, not only do they have to develop, what, seven games simultaneously like so oh no i i I will say that they are much bigger now than they've ever been in the past uh as far as and and two of these games are being done by external studios the the thing i find interesting is they did say that the three witcher games the trilogy are is going to be developed uh developed and delivered within a six-year period after the release of the first one that's crazy um and so it, it harkens back to like the xbox 360 era where you were getting trilogies done in one console generation, right? I mean, Mass Effect 3 was all one console generation. And so I think I think what Bilal mentioned earlier is probably the tack they will take. I can't imagine that they are going to do a game the size of The Witcher 3 necessarily, but instead do something that maybe the world map is a little bit smaller, but just as dense and is still 60 hours, right? Yeah. Instead of you know, 180 hours or whatever. And so uh, I, I I think it's really interesting, but it is also one of those things that I think it's bold, to say the least, Very, to come yeah. out and announce this many projects after. And granted, there is a little bit of goodwill right now uh, with the fact that they have fixed Cyberpunk 2077. And, and it, it is in a much play, better position now. And I do think that that game is a good game as a final product now. Uh, and I, I, I think the other thing is, like, nobody's expecting this. Like, for me, this is, like, the next decade of what they're doing. Uh, or, and longer. Yeah, like, this right. is, like, probably 12 to 14 years <laughs> of, like, upcoming work from them. And it's, like, you rarely ever see... This is kind of like them doing their Marvel thing of, like, hey, here's phase yeah, four, right. five, and six, and this is yeah. what we're doing. Um, you'll have children. You're... you're unborn child will be uh in college by the time we're done with this but I, this I, is what we're doing i really do wonder how much the popularity of Cyber, of cyberpunk edge runners spurt like these witcher announcements were i think were coming no matter what yes for sure. um but this cyberpunk sequel i wonder how much of it is striking while the iron's hot right because not not for nothing the hype behind edge runners was uh pretty high at launch and I watched it and still thought that it met or, or even exceeded the hype. Uh, oh, it wow. is oh, really. Actually, I haven't yes. started it. I haven't it is, watched it tonight. Yeah. It is actually pretty fantastic. Uh, I don't want to say what it reminds me of because I think that that will give things a little bit uh, away. Um, mm-hmm. And while I really really enjoyed it, I have friends who are even higher on it than mm-hmm. than I am, just because it does remind me a lot of of these other works, which is not a bad thing necessarily. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think. I think it. I think the. I think the art style is dope. I think the story is cool, and so uh, 
so yeah i i am i'm always curious like how much is of it it was that planned uh to announce so soon or how much is it like hey we've already know we've got this development we've got a project name we don't have to say much more beyond that and we can you know kind of ride this wave of goodwill um you i mean know, I, I and then i think they said they had like a million people playing on steam yeah um like uh, like a day and i was just like well damn that's for a game that was two years old now <laughs> um that's super impressive that's a that's a comeback story like cd project red really needed um, and uh, let's not forget that, like, yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 was a disastrous launch, you know. Um, but Witcher 3 is still one of the best games I've, I've they, ever played. And I think that they said that uh, next-gen update is still slated for Q4 this year. All right, let's get into the next bit of news. Persona 5 is getting a card game Rob, for the stop tabletop. It. Stop it, Rob. <laughs> oh. So this one, this one, however, is not a TCG. This one is going to be a strategy card game. Uh, the developers, Panasaurus Games, and they are um, in partnership with Atlas. They, just, they have stated that players will take on the roles of their favorite phantom thieves and fight to change the world in this cooperative card-based strategy game. Uh, hmm. Beyond the fact that it's cooperative, there are many details uh, but they did state that the tabletop adaptation will include palaces, the velvet room, and other iconic aspects from the game. Here's the thing. I love Persona. I love strategy card games. I love tabletop games. I get really, really nervous when a video game is adapted to the tabletop because my experience in the past has been they are very hit or miss. Um, a lot of times they feel like really cheap cash grabs and they don't feel like they were fully thought out. Now, I will say the fact that they have um, Emerson Masucci, who has actually worked on like Foundations of Rome, which is a very popular uh, board game. They have somebody with a pedigree working on it does help me feel a little bit better about this. And there are games that have translated well. Like I will say that that, cuphead dice rolling game is a lot of fun <laughs> and somehow does a good job of replicating that feeling of stress that you feel from playing cuphead um but without any more details it's still kind of too early for me to get super hyped about it and it looks like it's scheduled for release at at the end of next year yeah. so quarter four 2023 i just i really just want to see the art of these cards yeah because yeah if they can match that Persona 5 style, um, I think it'd be worth it for the artwork alone. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with the Persona news. So yes. Persona 3 and 4 are finally coming to modern platforms in January. Uh, Atlas Classic Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden will arrive on modern platforms on January 19th, 2023. Atlas confirmed the news in a tweet. The two games will be released for Switch, PS4, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and will be included in Game Pass for console and PC. Uh, Persona 4, Persona 3 Portable will get a Steam release. Persona 4 Golden has already been available since 2020. Persona 4 Golden might be one of my, what well, might be, it, no, no, it hold is. on. Persona <laughs> 4 is. Golden is my favorite JRPG of all time. My favorite game of all time. It is I, on my list of favorite games of all time. Yeah. It is I, I, I certainly my favorite JRPG. Me. He actually gifted me the game, but I 
have not finished playing through it. Oh my god. It, you it, have to play it. GA best girl. Yeah, honestly, Rob, question here. If yes. there was a Persona 4 uh, training card game, and yes. there was a, like, a super extreme rare GA card, how many booster boxes would you uh, buy until you were like, I either get this or I don't? like Zero. I would throw $1,200 on eBay and just buy it. Yeah, why, why? at that point, like, why even buy the booster yeah. boxes? I, I just, because yeah. I, I could not for nothing, it's the yeah. only card I would want. It's like... A super rare hollow GA. I'm in. Let's go. Um, now, uh, yeah, as Rob said, Persona 4, amazing, amazing game. Uh, I finished that game and it left a hole in my heart. Yes, um, it is. It is one for, of those games for, that forever. Like <laughs> I, I, I think I think about those characters from time to time, and I'm like, I miss my friends. It is. They're, they're just digital characters. <laughs> Um, I can revisit them anytime, but no, like that journey was special that first time through. It is one of those games that afterwards I felt a little bit empty when it was done. I yeah. agree. And that game, that, and that's a game that took me an, a year to play. year because, and a half for me. Yeah, because uh, it was so long. But once I finally like sat down and actually started getting into a rhythm, I, I couldn't pin it down. It was, uh, it was absolutely fantastic. You get, you get that to game. that stuff with like Nanako, uh, where like mm -hmm. it, it, it kicks in, and then from that point to the end, you're just like, I don't care how long this takes, I'm in, let's go. All right. Well, listen, speaking of anime, Ooh, yeah. Need for Speed Unbound was uh, showed off, and it is a uh, Need for Speed game that has a super heavily stylized look, almost anime look. Uh, it's going to launch December 2nd, and it promises 4K 60 frames per second racing. Uh, I I might just pre-order this site on sound. Like, I, site on scene, site like, on scene. Yeah, yeah it, it looks so good. <laughs> like, it's so it's weird. So that, that Also, it's this meshing of, like, kind of realistic car models that are still stylistic. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, this like art style we, is doing everything for me right now, honestly. Yeah. I I appreciate it for what it is. So this is something that uh, I don't think I've told even below yet. Um, but so I will be competing in a actual racing sim league with our yeah. my friend Matt. Um, we play Assetto Corso, which is hyper realistic, mm -hmm. um, completely opposite. And like, don't get me wrong, it looks gorgeous me being a hardcore like driving sim person i'm really curious of how the physics are i'm not knocking it's probably going to be more arcade feel but mm -hmm. there's a time and a place for that right like i'm yeah, not saying I, it's bad by any means but i'm i'm definitely curious i'm actually of the mind that an arcade a tight arcade feeling racer is exactly what video games needs right now just I, because I, even even games like forza horizon right which are more arcadey mm -hmm. Then yeah. say you know an F one or Leda Corsa or uh, what's the other like heavy racing sim? Uh, uh, I know of one, <laughs> but that's that's from way back and way back when and well, it's still ancient. I racing. And oh yeah, yeah. Subscription. I, I actually think I racing is what I was thinking about, and so that's great. Uh, but even even that is still like semi physics based and sim based, right? And so to have something that is just a straight up arcade that like looks gorgeous with a mix of like realistic and hyper stylized, like I, yeah. I, I am I am so in for something like that. I know I'm just probably getting my heart 
my hopes up to be heartbroken at the end. And this game will probably be trash like their last few Need for Speeds have been. But there was a time where like Need for Speed Underground, yeah. uh, Underground 2, like those games were the games for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was it was the golden era of like that Tony Hawk Underground. Like if you added Underground to the end of a game, you knew. I, I knew, I, yeah, I knew it was for me was at that it, time. Was it Need for Speed Underground? But I think there was one that was Hot Pursuit. Most wanted. Most wanted. Or, yeah. yeah, that I had a ton of fun with. Like once again, I like I said, I these games have a time and a place. Yeah. And like if you just want to sit down, chill. Like, do some races, do some crazy stunts, do some cool stuff, by all means. Like, most wanted, oh my god. Like, running from the cops, I think, yeah, it was, they took, like, GTA elements and whatnot. It was, it was so much fun. There was, um, for me, like, the arcade series was always, uh, Midnight Club. Like, so, mm. Midnight, like, with Midnight Club 2, it was just, like, they introduced it, like, drafting, like, NOS, you could, like, <laughs> unlock the ability to like drive on two wheels between tight spaces like it didn't make any sense but it just felt good um yeah. and like so i'm not expecting it to be as wacky as that but this feels like it, it will fill that niche um that's kind of been left wide open in pursuit of like um more uh, simulation racing all right, moving on. Final Fantasy VII's Battle Royale to shut down in January. I forgot this game even launched. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't so, know why, um, for some reason, I thought this game was still <laughs> on the horizon and, and hadn't released yet. But uh, the first Soldier, which is a mobile game, will see service just over a year after it launched. Bilal, did you ever play this? I, You're the only I, person I know who would dabble in it. I installed it. I just <laughs> never fired it up. Um, and then I, and then I would just end up deleting it. But like, there's multiple lists. I think was it last year where this came out, oh, where it ended up on Game of the Year's list. Like people are like, this is actually a really good battle royale. The only thing is, it's on mobile. Um, so you know, it, it's sad to see like it just never gained traction, especially if it was ending up on a lot of people's lists last year. Um, but not every battle royale is meant to be, and I don't think the world was ready for a final fantasy 7 battle royale and may yeah. never be <laughs> yeah i hope it never is anyway moving on uh we talked about the the fall of stadia at least there is some respite for those who are trying to transfer saves so that's another thing that we didn't talk about is that not every game on stadia has figured out First off, another home for some of those games because there are some Stadia exclusives. But also what's going to happen to player save data and actually transferring it over to other copies of it. Well, uh, CD Projekt Red has come out and said that they are working. They uh, do have a solution for it. And you will be able to um, export your save data over. It does seem kind of convoluted. And I don't think I want to go through all the steps here. But if you are a CD uh, player who played Cyberpunk 2077 that way, which, funny enough, was probably, like, one of the best ways to play when that game launched yeah. <laughs> just because of the hardware requirements, uh, there, there is a way for you to get it over to your GOG account. And from there, you can transfer it over to a pretty much any platform of your choice. Hey, can, I, can I tell you something really funny? Uh, around before the Stadia news even um, came out, when, like, the announcement of... Uh, the cyberpunk expansion 
when that news broke. There, I, I somehow ended up on the Cyberpunk. Uh, no, I was on the Stadia subreddit, and someone had created a thread going like, "Why is IGN not saying the expansion is coming to Stadia? <laughs> like, oh, is it, it? It's the uh, it's the platform where it performed the best. Like, all these video game journalists don't know what they're talking about. And then, like a month later, it's like, whoa, uh, Stadia's that, not yeah, doing so well. <laughs> that's really funny. All right. Moving on, Call of Duty skipping 2023 in favor of more water, Modern Warfare 2, reports say. I thought we already knew that they were, skipping, it, a year. That they were yeah. skipping a year and they were skipping 2023. I think the news here, though, is that... Uh, Campaign extension. See, I, I said this a few stories back and now we're getting it. Yes, is that uh, instead they are doing a uh, campaign extension and releasing DLC to kind of take the place of their yearly release. Uh, this is also the fact that uh, Warzone 2, that's what their Battle Royale is called, right? Warzone? Yeah. War yeah. Warzone 2 is also going to be launching uh, this year, and they'll be releasing content for that. I think because of Warzone, they're more willing and able to do something like this. Yeah. Not to mention that I wonder, although who knows, I wonder how much the fact that they might be going through a transition as far as ownership is concerned uh, by next year it, it also impacts that kind of decision making, right? Yeah. And so, uh, I, I mean, I, I think it's a great idea. I don't think there needs to be yearly Call of Duty releases, especially considering that at this point, every... Not much they, changes. And the yearly releases aren't that great. Right, it really does feel like Call of Duty is good every two years, every three years, yeah. um, and so. Uh, so uh, like, uh, I don't think I ever asked you this. Like when, hmm? I forget what game launched with Warzone the first time around, but like Modern Warfare. when you got when you got into Warzone, yeah, were you even touching the Call of Duty multiplayer? I I was I was playing I was playing Call of Duty uh, Modern. War, Modern Warfare, which is the one that they yep. that released with Warzone, and that one was actually uh, pretty good. Um, okay. And then, what was Cold oh, man. War? Uh, yeah, sure. Cold War was twenty twenty, okay. right? Yeah, something and like so that. yeah, and so that one was not bad. Uh, but the last one, last couple have not been great. And wow. so, or the last, I did not like the last one at all. Um, and I played through I think we talked about this on the podcast last year is I played through the campaign of it and found it to be so boring and and that's my problem right is that uh, there was a time where if I love the campaigns if, yeah for if, sure yes if, if, if the multiplayer wasn't hitting for you then the campaign at least was doing it or zombies was doing it for you but last year's was a disappointment across the board for me where I thought the multiplayer felt bad I thought the campaign was bad and I thought the 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 zombies portion was a travesty and and honestly insulting to fans of the zombie portion. I, I've been saying this since zombies came. And out. so, all uh, right. Anyway, Call of Duty, uh, I never understood Call of Duty zombies. It's just people knifing at like no, the no, doors. No, they're those are they're raids. They're raids in and of themselves. The Easter eggs when they have proper Easter eggs, they're just like raids. They are absolutely fantastic. Anyway, but um, I will always remember Call of Duty Vanguard for being 
uh, the game that came out when my son stopped sleeping. <laughs> like, <laughs> stop, stop doing the long naps. And then I just want to realize I can't play video games anymore. <laughs> Uh, that's how bad that game was that it interrupted your son's sleep schedule. He was like, he's like, don't do it, dad, don't do it. And I never, I never played it. I own it. I just never played it. All right. Well, let's not talk about what may be in a year from now. Let's talk about what is now. And we're talking about Xbox Game Pass, Chivalry 2, Scorn, A Plague Tale, Requiem coming to Xbox Game Pass Fuck. in November. Uh, in October. So October's Xbox Game Pass is, is, is strong. So... Damn. The we have Medieval Dynasty, you know, some of these are already out. Medieval Dynasty came out on Xbox Series X on October 6th. The Walking Dead Season 2 came out October 6th on PC. Now, Season 1 and Season 2 are now available on PC. They were already available on console. Uh, Costume Quest is coming to cloud and console October 11th. Evil, which is a social deduction multiplayer game in the vein of, like, uh, Among Us or... Oh, what's that? Something Secret Neighbor? Yeah. Um, it, it has already released. That came out on October uh, 11th. I had not had a chance to download that and try that out yet, but I want to. The Dyson Sphere program is coming October 13th to PC. Scorn is coming October 14th to Cloud, PC, Xbox Series X, and S. That is that gross is horror game? game. It is a gross, <laughs> gross horror game that I will absolutely be playing and feeling uncomfortable about. And then a Plague Tale Requiem comes out October 16th. Now, I love the aesthetic of Plague Tale, and Plague Tale Requiem looks absolutely fantastic, but they are hardcore stealth games, and I just cannot get into them. I need Ooh. to finish that first one this week. And so, I, um, I, 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 I hate this, but I think Bilal and our other friend have convinced me, especially now that I think about it, I think I'm going to need a Steam Deck to, like... I also just found out that Xbox Game Pass works on the Steam Deck. Well, so there's two things. So I actually did set this up um, since we last talked. Uh, there, I follow the YouTube video. There's just instructions like on Linux what to do to set up uh, remote play with your Xbox console or ex accessing xCloud. Um, so either way, you're streaming. Either you're streaming from your console or you're streaming from the cloud. And so depending on the type of game, like... Um, you know, you, you get it, you figure out how it works. Uh, if you actually want to download the games, you would need to install Windows on your Steam Deck uh, and then, uh, you know, use it like Windows and install the proper, uh, you know, install Game Pass and then download the games from there, which is doable. It's just a process to do. Um, so that's the only thing I would say in regards to that. Um, yeah, I mean, but, even that aside, my, my Steam library... I might be able to finish actually Persona if I got a Steam Deck. I hate. Uh, I mean, hey, that that feels like the way to play. It is. It is hundred percent the way to play a Persona game. Um, yeah. Like Persona Five Royal is coming out. Like I'm gonna be playing that off XCloud on my Steam Deck all the time. <laughs> that's that's the way to play it. Oh, that's a great idea. I didn't even think about the fact that I'll be able to do that. Just play it on my phone or on my tablet when I'm yeah. out and about. Um, and leaving October fifteenth from Xbox Game Pass is Bloodroot. Echo Generation, Into the Pit, Ring of Pain, Sable, The Good Life. I have hit, I have touched half of those games, and I, I think that you're not necessarily <laughs> missing out on, yeah. on any of those leaving. Yeah. All right. Um, let's just skip over this next story and go to the games coming to yeah. PlayStation Plus. 
So in October, Grand Theft Auto Vice City Definitive Edition joins PlayStation Plus Extras Library of Games for PlayStation Plus for four subscribers in October, alongside uh, an entire list of Assassin's Creed games and Dragon Quest. Let me just go through them real quick. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, Assassin's Creed Chronicles India, Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia, Dragon Quest 9S, Dragon Quest Builders, Dragon Quest Builders 2, Dragon Quest that's Heroes. Not, not, that's not supposed to be 9, that's supposed to be 11. Dragon Quest 10? 11? 11, that's 11. Okay. Yeah. Uh, inside, Naruto 2, Boruto, Shinobi Striker, Hohokam, and The Medium. Also, the lineup for PlayStation Plus Premium subscribers are Yakuza 3 Remastered, Yakuza 4 Remastered, Yakuza 5 Remastered, Ultra Street Fighter 4, Castlevania Lord's Shadow, Limbo, Everyday Shooter. Um, yeah, that's cool. I don't know. None of this, I, uh, none of this I, I does have... it for me, but it's also like the games that I think are fantastic on here I'm are... Already <laughs> I've already played a million times. I mean, Inside, I think, is, is, is great. And then Limbo, I've talked about it many times on this podcast. I've played that game half a dozen times already on different platforms. And so... Uh, I want... Um, I want to turn on my PS5. And I think it's just going to be for Gra- Guard of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I think and, I'm and in Ragnarok, the same yeah. boats. And, yeah, and Ragnarok was like all over um, like the trailer screens. Like, you know, like when you go to an AMC movie and you play those ads in the beginning. Like, yeah. The God of War Ragnarok uh, trailer was all over the, like, the Empire and main stage uh, there. It was just like, it was on repeat and I was like... Yeah, this game looks good. <laughs> I, I I really want to play this game. Um, oh wait, speaking of which, did you see the Mario trailer? Oh yes, of course I saw the Mario trailer, and yeah. I am so hyped. I think it looks awesome. I think Chris Pratt's voice is fine. I think that Jack Black's voice is amazing. Yes. Uh, and I am I am, again, this is another thing that I am way too excited for that I'm sure will disappoint me, in the end. Although I shouldn't say that, right? Because I think the Sonic movies have been pretty good, and that uh, studio... Oh, that t-shirt's awesome. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I was at the panel. Uh, they have this uh, Bowser with uh, mm-hmm. his claw hand uh, out, and on the back, it says, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, I've got three of these. Some, one for me and Malia, and Rob. I'll give you the other one. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, they they and, only come in large, so... Yeah, whatever, uh, I'll just wear it around the house. Yeah. Uh, and that studio, like Illumination, I, I mean, I like the minion stuff. So I, I think that uh, I'm, right now, I, good. Right now I'm excited. Good. I'm excited for it and, and excited to play it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm or excited to watch it. You know what I'm not excited for? <laughs> the Horizon Zero Dawn remaster that no what, one asked for. What, what are they doing? What are they doing over there? This um, is getting, uh, this is getting ridiculous, right? Like, mm-hmm. Like remastering yeah. The Last of Us Part One after after releasing or I guess remaking it after or having already released a remaster was already like one thing, you know, and I could kind yeah. of understand like, all right, fine, they've got this show coming out. They want this new shiny version of it out on shelves so that people will watch the show. We've got a cyberpunk edge runner situation, right? Like I can, I can see the logic there, even though it does feel a little cash grabby. But, but, but like but. for me, it's like, why put it out now for The Last of Us, at least? 
Right. Uh, like, you could have, like, I timed think, it closer to the show. I, I think the idea is just making sure it's already on the shelves, right, yeah. by the time that happens. Um, and then, but no, this, this report is that Horizon Zero Dawn uh, is getting a PS5 remaster. Uh, it will apparently feature improved lighting, overhaul textures, better animations, and character models that look more like their Forbidden West counterparts. Uh, the game will feature updated accessibility and quality of life options for players, similar to what uh, the sequel added, again, taking a page out of The Last of Us Part 1's playbook. Uh, also, there's also a report that a Horizon multiplayer game complete with co-op play is in the works at Gorilla Games. That little more that, exciting. Yeah. Uh, and, and not like, that's totally fine. That's cool. Uh, now, earlier this year, Sony and Netflix did confirm that they were developing a live action television adaptation of Horizon Zero Dawn. I can't imagine that show is coming out anytime soon, but maybe this, again, is the same situation where they are just going to have the original out there to coincide with the release of a show. It just feels like, why? It wasn't that long ago that the first one came out, which also reminds me that I still need to finish playing this second one. So maybe that's what I'll turn my PS5 on for. Yeah. Angie, have, have, have you played any of these, Angie? I have not. Okay. And like, and like, here's the thing: it's you're not, not you're like, not necessarily missing out, in my opinion. I, I, the, the story, like, watching the Netflix series, like, the story is really yes, good. agree. Um, but I think what really puzzles me is anyone that has played Horizon, like, and and even enjoyed it, like myself, I don't want to play Horizon again. <laughs> like, even even if it looks prettier, that. That's not something I would want to do. It's a long game. Yep. And I still haven't even finished Forbidden West. Yep. And uh, that was something I was super pumped for. So I, I don't know. Like, like this is this is literally just going to be a $70 copy that's available on store shelves. Um, waiting for um, any person that watches the Netflix show to be like, hey, yeah, I'm, I want this. I, uh, yeah, I want to play I, Horizon. I think so. I, I just and Here's the thing. is I say that, and I agree with you. And yet, I will not be surprised when this still tops NPDs the month it releases because, for whatever reasons, hey, to to Sony's got to be do something right. Their fans are are the most loyal of fans, and will continue to buy these games over and over again. And that was shown with you know, as my understanding is that the Last of Us Part One remakes sales were pretty good, you know. And I actually know people who <laughs> I'm friends with who bought that game and then they bought it and they played it and they said, yeah, you don't have to buy this game. It's I could have told you that months ago. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's wild. It, I, I am not, I'm one of those people who is like, hey, I like sequels, you know? I mean, granted, I love new IPs, but I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, don't make another sequel. Make a new IP. Make a new IP. Don't make a spinoff. Make a new IP. If you're going to make a game in a world that I like and you're bringing something new to it and it's going to you're going to it's going to be entertaining, like I'm in, you know, mm -hmm. I've got, you know, four or five seasons of Cobra Kai or whatever it is under my belt. It's a lot of it's more of the same. And I love every second of it because some time has passed. Right. Yeah. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh give us a new ip give us a new ip but like i don't, don't, I don't give me I, the same thing don't give me the same thing over and over and over again yeah for sure 
That's like if Game of Thrones, were, like HBO was like, we're going to reshoot the final season of the Game of Thrones. But instead I, I of, actually wouldn't mind that. Let me finish. But instead of fixing the story issues, we're just going to make it a little bit brighter so you can see what's happening in that I also one episode. Mind that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think that did, some people would say that they'd be down for that. Uh, no, it's... it's I think just from an optics perspective, it just comes off as like super, super cash grabby, especially considering the times we're in right now, right? Sure. We're like disposable income is at a, as a premium more than it's ever been for a lot of people. And so, and then yeah. on top of like, and then on top of the Last of Us Part 1 uh, remaster release, on top of them raising the price, raising the prices of the consoles in certain territories, like it's, just not a good look, uh, in in my opinion. Um, now I do think here's how Sony gets away with this, right? Is they change PlayStation Plus to include day and date releases for their game? Nope, they're never That's gonna do it. I know, I know, I know they're not gonna do it. But I'm telling you, that's how you change the optics on this. Because it softens the blow of these kind of announcements significantly. Because then people go, ah, you know what? That's cool because it's going to be included with my subscription already. And uh, it'll be there for people who haven't played before. But people like me, who's already a hardcore fan, who have played these titles, who has their subscription, I'll just be able to play it there. You know? Um, No, definitely hear you, but like... Yeah, it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. But I I don't know, man. (laughs) I think when I first heard this, I just, I, I didn't believe it at first. Um, yeah. And it was and granted, one of those things like, what? Are yeah, they and, stupid? <laughs> and granted, they haven't made an official announcement. And the idea of a, a multiplayer game set in that world, uh, complete with co-op play, is is cool to me, actually. I think that's the one thing that would get me to be excited for another Horizon uh Horizon game is if there's co-op because I think open world games like that, especially that one in particular with the way that you uh, take down, like that is my first monster hunter set in a proper open world game, right? The way you kind of attack the enemies and take off different bits of armor and, and, and attack their weak spots and stuff like that. And so doing that with a friend, it sounds like a great idea and that world seems uh, like right for that. That's an awesome announcement. I, I, I wonder, though, and I feel like that part of this report is getting overshadowed by the fact that they are releasing a remaster of this game that's only, like, six years old or something like that. How? 2016? Is that when the first Horizon came out? Something like that, yeah. That's uh, And so that, I don't know, man. That just seems crazy to me. It is. It absolutely is. Oh, uh, 2017, according to that's my quick worse. search. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know what they need to release? They need to release a digital version of the My Hero Academia collectible card game, TCG. Let's let's get one of those going so that uh, we don't have to spend so much money off of yeah, the parts. Um, it, it kind of blows my mind because even the One Piece one has like a mm-hmm. tutorial app. And I'm like, you could have just turned this into a mobile game. Uh a gotcha mobile game that would totally work. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, all right. I think that wraps up this week's podcast. Um, 
Bilal, why don't you let people know where they can follow you, follow the site? Yeah, so let's talk about the website. Uh, and I can't do that without thanking the entire staff of writers that was out there this uh, weekend. And actually the ones even at home that helped edit and get pieces up. Um, Christian, thank you. Uh, there's Mary, other Rob, uh, Norton, and Mary. Um, I Mary would go home from Comic-Con and review a show and have it completely done and ready and then show up the next day like nothing happened. I don't know how she did it. It was incredible. But yeah, we have interviews up from, uh, you know, we did uh, a lot of press rooms. Christian already got a lot of his stuff up. Uh, the Poloni Show, their Halloween special, uh, Koala Man on Hulu. Uh, I believe there's also one involving uh, Solar Opposites. Uh, Mary hit up Artist Alley. She talked to a bunch of artists. Uh, she talked to the creators of Monkey and Peach. Uh, we got Winchester's review, La Brea, um, explainers for the Winchesters and Supernatural, Quantum Leap. Uh, there's a whole bunch up there. I covered Velma. There's an interview with Mindy Kaling up there on that. Um, yeah, a lot of great stuff out of Comic-Con from the team. And we have more coming up uh, over the course of the week. Definitely go to theworkprint.com, check it out. Um, and then, you know, if you follow us on our socials, uh, The Workprint on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you will find uh, us, you know, you'll find these articles. So give us a follow there if uh, the stuff interests you. A lot of stuff about movies, TV, comics. Uh, a lot of great work uh, from the writers. Uh, I am more... Uh, I, I'm actually, honestly just astounded by the quality of work that was put out by them uh, this year. Uh, so uh, hats off to them. We had a nice team dinner uh, Saturday night in the city, and um, they they well earned it. And uh, I, I can't wait to do another one of these with them. Uh, we're already in discussions of very, like very high not very serious discussions about doing san diego comic-con next year and so that is something we are floating and yeah no so and then you know as usual you can also follow us over on twitch uh twitch.tv um slash the workprint uh, you know we stream uh we didn't stream gloomhaven last night i was just i just had a rough day and i did not want to be on, uh, on stream but um, we had a fun time. We retired two more characters. We're slowly making our way uh, towards... I I'm hoping the end of that game. Uh, NJ, I don't know uh, if, no if you have close. any... <laughs> I don't think we're anywhere close, man. Probably uh, by the time Omer's like 10, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. One, one day we'll finish that game. Cause, but I, I told those guys, like... Hey, Frosthaven is on its way. We need to we need to wrap up Gloomhaven so we can at least start Frosthaven at some point. So um, you know we're it, you know a lot of good stuff on the site. Very proud of the team. Um, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Bilal underscore Meon. Um, I'm currently living my hell week of you know you ever have that nightmare of going on vacation and then you come back and and you have to go to work the next day and you're like, oh my God, I forgot my password. I forgot how to do my job. One of those nightmares. That's kind of what happened to me when I got back on Monday because like everything about my job kind of changed <laughs> uh, while I was away. <laughs> so n nothing nothing scary, but it was just a lot had 
happened in the two days I was not there and it was it threw me for a bit um so if, if you don't see me on the stream in a while uh outside of the podcast it's because I'm just catching up on a hectic life what about you Rob <laughs> uh yeah I mean you can follow me uh across social media at sunnyvice20 s-u-n-n-y-v-i-c-e-2-0 the only exception to that is on tiktok where I am at Tito's Tabletop, T-I-T-O-S, Tabletop. Uh, you can see pack openings, and I'm hoping to do some more board game content soon. Um, I am just figuring out the camera situations where uh, you can't really see it on the cam we have printed here, but I have a table back here uh, for to actually do the board game stuff. Uh, I have uh, a couple more mic arms and camera arms and a bunch of <laughs> things, equipment all here to kind of set up a little studio for that kind of stuff. So besides over on, besides having it over on TikTok, I'm also going to be doing some uh, board games, some tabletop streams, board games, card games, and stuff like that here at twitch.tv. Angie, what about you? Where can people follow you and cheer you on in your uh, beginnings of your sim, professional sim racing career? Yeah, um, you guys can follow me at the underscore E-E-N-G-E-E on Instagram. Um, I'll send out a link on the Twitch streams. I know uh, we'll be doing it. I think first race is October 29th, so right now I'm trying to get the office and my setup uh, all fully done, and then I'll probably be gone for a little while putting in hours of just, like, practice laps and practice times. But that'll be fun. So did you have to get your friend matt to do it with you because bilal abandoned you on the bilal's f1 career was a very short-lived f1 career shorter than i would say most drivers but no he actually reached out to me um uh because he was already competing in these leagues it's oh that's cool interesting it's gonna be i think eight hour races i think or something like that yeah it's a bit of enduro we are gonna need to pace it out it's so very different from arcade style we'll need to switch drivers we drive the same car manage Mm. tires all that all that good stuff do you have like a bucket nearby or Uh, i i will see i I don't know i mean (laughs) i i'll set up a catheter or something yeah (laughs) all right no that's very very cool i uh that's awesome uh and i will be cheering you on and if you guys stream it i would definitely be watching thanks um as far as anybody who joined us live and people who are listening after the fact, thank you guys so much um, for taking even a little bit of time out of your days to listen to us uh, rant about ridiculous things like TCGs and uh, Google Stadia. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, thank- this, is, this is just an anomaly of a podcast welcome to the TG- if it gets bad enough we'll start our own tcg podcast yeah, on the yeah. side. no we just have to just we have to limit ourselves to just playing while we stream all of a sudden we're streaming 12 hour shifts and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. um but and thank you too honestly for hopping on i know it's it's not always easy uh i mean we've got ng going out of his way and getting actual equipment so that he can be here video with us and stuff like that so thank <laughs> you so much you'll man. see an actual like nice background next time right now i'm just oh. in a very janky setup right now yeah. yeah he actually ordered a dining table i'm very proud of him yes. Ah. Yes. <laughs> um and until next time bye-bye bye-bye, bye-bye.